two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. Maybe cannibalism isn't too bad if you self-select into it. As opposed to like having that decision forced on you. I don't, or, or, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's like, look, man, my hands are tied. I'm not... I'm not choosing to like eat these ground up um, same species of me. <laughs> oh no, we're so delicious! Nom 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 nom. <laughs> no, get off! Stop it! <laughs> Stop. <laughs> or I or I, I even remember like the super old Looney Tunes bug uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons, where invariably. Uh, someone gets stranded on a desert island or a couple people get stranded on a desert island. Yeah. And they kind of like, and they like soften the cannibalism by, oh no, he's imagining his fellow's leg as like a drumstick uh, <laughs> or a, or like a sausage. It's not, it's not, it's not human. He's just going to have like a, a big comically sized uh, drumstick. <laughs> No, it's, it's fine. It's it's fine. Yeah, Bugs Bunny is going to eat this giant turkey. That makes sense. <laughs> and then like suddenly they bring out like a like a butcher's knife yeah. and like a start start like honing it like a honing stick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Looney Tunes. I know, man. Oh, it's so good. I am I am the wizard i am today because i watched a bunch of looney tunes when i was a little kid and i'm kind of sad that uh later generations haven't had that same opportunity i I feel like it's around though still isn't it i don't know it was on in the break room this morning yeah i would hope so i would hope like just as much maybe even more so maybe even more so than things like sesame street or door the explorer just put some looney tunes on there uh the 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 viewing audience, the little kids, they'll get a healthy dose of opera. They'll get a healthy dose of um, like literary parody. Uh, John John Steinbeck and all. Oh, which way did he go, George? Which way did he go? You see, and and then later on, when that kid's a junior in high school and having to read Of Mice and Men, it's like, oh, that's that's where that's from. That's why the big red monster wants to be like, and I will kiss him and hug him and I will call him George. They're like, that's, that's it. <laughs> oh, I still hate that book. That so. Yeah. But now I've got cultural context. Neat. Yeah. No wonder my four-year-old year was so depressing because I was like... Being subliminally fed Steinbeck's The American Dream is is bullshit. <laughs> if there's ever time to... Uh, let's see if I can't bring this around here. If there's ever time to uh, take in subliminal messages that won't make sense until decades and decades later, it's time for another episode of the Two Wizards podcast. Welcome, everybody. Good to see you again. Uh, good to have you hearing us again. And uh, I'm Josh, and I'm a wizard. And I am Mark, and I am also a wizard. And yeah, good to be back. It's good to be back, and because yeah, I know with our last uh, last episode, we kind of had some scheduling shifting around, and we were both 
uh, drinking during the middle of the day, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it does. It just you, you just constantly feel like you're on the wrong foot or, or something. Like yeah, that. like it was. Yeah, it took a minute to like find that traction or something. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. It's like uh, so. So yeah. So we're we're back to our regular recording hour, uh, and and yeah, and I think I think we got a good. I think we got a good little uh, uh, topic for this week, if I do say so myself. And I say so myself because I'm the one who's uh, who's prepared. <laughs> this is my show. This is your show. So, <laughs> so uh, to me, we'll go all of the fame and glory. And if it blows up in my face and it turns into like our worst episode yet, uh, I have no one to blame but Bugs Bunny in... <laughs> drag um doing some sort of like wagnerian opera so <laughs> it was so all mark's fault at the end it was shit he made me sound crazy <laughs> all those all that like frantic like last minute typing on the keyboard and books falling over that was that wasn't real life that was mark he he added those in post <laughs> That that uninterrupted three minutes of me crying in the corner saying, I tried, I tried this week. That was Mark. I was not farting that much. <laughs> oh, Every man. time you make oh, a point, damn it, it was Diogenes. <laughs> Behold a man. Damn it. Yeah. And you're just like crushing it. You're giving this like soul winning performance. Like you're getting it, but yeah. every time you stop. <laughs> well, Mark, that actually this is also kind of fun. Uh, the shoe is also on the other foot this way because, in some ways, you have anticipated, you've predicted, kind of, sort of what I have prepared, <laughs> sort of what my topic is. Oh, really? But I'm, I'm going to keep you, and I'm going to keep the. Uh, audience in a little more suspense because we also always start our episodes near the beginning or maybe not start but near the beginning of all of our episodes we go through and detail what is in our wizard's chalices um, so i have a couple of things uh what do you have with you mark i have a what's this called a juicy cranked indian pale ale from eddie line brewing I know it's an IPA. I know, I know, I know, I know. But it is a Colorado-style hazy IPA featuring Eldorado and Mosaic hops. Mm-hmm. And well, and it's and seven percent. So this should yeah, this should make me a very receptive uh, partner or whatever. Not like that. That makes it sound like we're having butt sex. <laughs> always with the butt sex, Josh. My <laughs> no, God, <always>. inescapable. <laughs> I was also going to say. Um, that yes, Eddie Line Brewery does. Oh man, they do really good stuff uh, up there in Buena Vista, Colorado. Um, and uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Oh man, man, now I wish. Now I'm, <laughs> now I'm hankering. Got a hankering for some Eddie Line. Uh, but I guess I'll just have to. I guess just have to settle with a uh, uh, kind of regional or local uh, brewing company here. And I know I've mentioned these guys before in other podcasts, but I don't think this specific beer. I don't think so. Uh, but this is Great Lakes Brewing Company out of Cleveland, Ohio. And this is one of their like standards, one of their staples. This is their Burning River Pale Ale. It's a citrusy and piney. Greetings from Cleveland, where an infamous river fire rekindled respect for our region's natural resources. Holy shit. 
Because the story is in Cleveland, June 22nd, 1969, the Cuyahoga River burst into flames in Cleveland when sparks from a passing train set fire to oil-soaked debris floating on the water surface. Holy shit. Yeah, because the EPA wasn't a thing yet, and uh, the Cuyahoga River, busy busy waterway going into the Great Lakes and all that. I, I also remember, maybe not with this time period, but previously, before like the internal combustion engine, mm-hmm. um, people were refining crude oil, and they're like, ah, here's this gasoline shit. What do we do with this? We can't use it anywhere. I don't know. Just pour it out. Just like dump it. Just dump it somewhere. <laughs> and so, yeah, like... For a long time, people were just like throwing uh, gasoline onto just wherever. Um, uh, but but also, so so the most recent one and the most famous one was was nineteen sixty nine. Uh, but also, uh, looking at OhioHistoryCentral.org, um, the Cuyahoga River was once one of the most polluted rivers in the United States, as represented by the multitude of times it caught fire. Oh. Are, yeah, a recorded number of 13 beginning in 1868. Holy so, shit. So yeah, just as like the Civil War was like wrapping up, the 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 it was it was like a it was a constant thing. This this goddamn river was always catching on fire. <laughs> and it's like, ah, how does this keep happening? I don't know. Here's some more gasoline. Glug 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 glug. Got more horse shit <laughs> into it. Yeah. <laughs> The most potent blaze occurred in 1952, which caused over $1.3 million in damages. However, the most fatal fire happened in 1912 with a documented five deaths. Oh, shit. So, so yeah, uh, Great Lakes Brewing Company, they're burning River Pale Ale in honor or homage or alluding to uh, the Cuyahoga River and just all the times it kept starting on fire. <laughs> So uh, so yeah, that's what I have. That's what I have with me. Right and, on. Uh, here we ah, go. Here yes. we go. <coughs> A great start. Choke on it. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, sometimes you just wrong pipe it. <clears throat> it yeah, it happens. Happens to the best of us. Happens to the best of us. Um, and yeah, and and I and I've had their um, I've had this burning river before. It's quite nice. Um, very much sort of in the season as. Things are warming up, and we're transitioning from spring to summer. Um, so yeah, mine's mine's pretty good. And and how is that it's, IPA treating you? It's all right. I Eddie Line I think does do probably the best for their. I think how do how do you do that? I think they do probably probably some of the best IPAs, at least down in Colorado. Yeah. So yeah, no, I it's would it's, agree. it's fine. It tastes like an IPA, and it's got a light. It almost tastes like black tea behind it, which is kind of nice. But, oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I could. I can see that. I can imagine that. Yeah. Like just a really mellow oolong or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, totally. Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, Mark, here, here we go. Um, we will, I'll, I'll take you out of suspense. I don't know if, I, I know we kind of went on a tangent there about um, the Cuyahoga catching fire, but. Well, it's funny. We and have, but like... I, yeah, it, and, and it was funny and important. You know what else is funny and important? It is our topic for this week, which is comedy. I want to talk about comedy. Comedy. And uh okay. Yeah, and and I guess I was I guess I was partially inspired uh by our 
last episode with with uh, South Park, and this was one I'd been kind of kicking around for a while. Okay. Um, so I want to talk about I want to talk about comedy. I want about tell I want to talk about telling jokes. Um, I want to talk about telling jokes through history. I want to talk about telling jokes uh, in different cultures. I want to talk about jokes that we like or thing or things that we find funny. Um, and so, yeah, I got a, I have a, I have a smattering. I have a smattering of things that we can we can kind of talk about here. Um, do you happen to have? Do you have like a favorite joke or a joke you really enjoy telling? And we can decide to be as black comedy or blue comedy as we want to. I mean, my um, favorite but, jokes are pretty rough, but. Okay. Well, and I, I don't know if it would make sense to like censor parts afterwards or if there's maybe like a slightly. Here, I'll just, I'll just lay it on you and you can tell me if I can leave it in. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm excited. This guy is driving down the road and he sees this kid sitting on, on a rock. This kid is beat up. He's covered in blood and dirt and shit. And he, he's in a rough way. So the guy mm-hmm. being, you know, a, a human pulls over and says, son, what happened to you? The kid says, oh, my mommy and daddy were just in a car wreck, and I just climbed out of it, but they're both dead. Can you help me, mister? And the guy starts laughing. And he says, mister, what's so funny? And the guy unzips his pants and says, son, today is just not your day. (laughs) (laughs) I love that joke. It is the worst thing that I know. It's, yeah. But 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 that is part of it, part of... Part of comedy and laughter and humor is, yeah, going going into those taboo topics and those taboo subjects and things like you you can't say that or you shouldn't say that. I, I got one more. Can I give you one more? That's I think I don't yes. know if it's worse or not, but okay. So this girl okay. goes up to her right, dad and says, "Dad, I need to use the car tonight." And he says, "Well, you can only use the car if you suck my dick." So the daughter starts sucking her father's dick and about 20 seconds in, she can't take it. And she pulls it out and goes, dad, your dick tastes like shit. And the dad goes, oh, God damn it. That's right. Your brother has the car tonight. (laughs) It's terrible. It's terrible. That is is terrible. (laughs) It's bad on like multiple levels. But then I honestly got to assume that maybe he did forget. Like, yeah, whatever. You can borrow the car. Suck my dick. Like... (laughs) Ah, shit, that's right. Forgetful dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we're, if, if we're going into there, I have, I have, here's, here's, I think on about the same level, like about, about the same level. Scenario. So we'll go for um, the throat immediately and then we can pull back. Exactly. It'll exactly, be like our Christmas exactly. ghost story episode where it's like Santa Claus killed eight people. Yeah, you got this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, so, so this, so this guy walks into a bar and he's, and he's looking kind of sheepish and I don't know, like he's kind of glancing around and the bartender notices that, okay, this is kind of weird. So he goes over and says like, Hey buddy, welcome. Uh, what, what, uh, what, uh, can I get you there? And the guy says, uh, well, can I get, can I get three shots of tequila? And that's, it's kind of an unusual order. And the bartender says like, yeah, man, coming right up. And so as he's. As he's preparing these three shots, he says, like, yeah, man, so this is, I mean, do you have friends coming in afterwards? You're getting them started? Like, what are these? And the guy, again, he sort of, like, scratches his head and looks around. He says, like, well, I, I'm i a little embarrassed to say this out loud, but um, I actually just just had my first, my I just had my first blowjob today. And the bartender says, like, hey, man, this is that congratulations this is good news why don't i make these uh double shots on on the house 
And then the guy says like, no, it's okay. I, I mean, I figure that if these won't wash the taste out, nothing will. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, oh. that's, 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 again, I think we, like you're saying, we can start off kind of, kind of, kind of rough and then maybe ease back. Well, you told maybe me to think of my favorite joke it. and I really racked my brain. Cause like, <laughs> yeah. and not that I only have like one setting and it's incest, but cause it isn't, <laughs> I'm not Pornhub, but like, <laughs> I don't know. Cause it, it, I like dad jokes and I'm, maybe you'll get into this. It's weird. I'm on this. Yeah. I'm on this side of this tonight, and it's weird because I'm like, I don't want to yeah. step on Josh's future podcast toes. <laughs> but like, no, it's, it's I love okay. dad jokes, and I think I think like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think dad jokes are like the pinnacle of it. You know, like what's red and bad for your teeth? A brick. It's so simple, <laughs> yeah. so stupid. Like, yeah, yeah. And 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 I remember. I don't know if this was like a Reddit thread or like just somebody writing this, or maybe like a like a, like a web comic or something. But yeah, it was going into people our age, like 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 dudes our age that do have kids, um, and suddenly have to like make that hard shift into like I can't be saying the jokes that you and I just just said. I can't be saying that around like my kid. And so you do. You have to like force yourself into like this tiny box of like corny dumb jokes but like you're still struggling like there's still a part of you that just was like laugh at me i'm funny then <laughs> it is maybe so, so i think that's part of it too is like i had a podcast you and I, you shit yeah you don't even you, know you and i uh who are unrestrained by having little kids we we haven't had to we haven't been forced into that just yet uh and so yeah we can say we can we can tell all the like dirty dirty jokes, um, but it's weird. Okay, I hate is... like I hate like the aristocrats. I think that's the stupidest yeah. joke ever. Like it is. It's it's and yeah, I get it. I understand. It's like oh no, like the point is to be boo. Yes, yeah. But okay. I think you can accomplish but... that much better with ah oh, fuck your brother has the car. Like yeah, what was exactly. that? That was all of like twenty seconds of joke versus like, and I know I'm just harping on one very Five minutes or very whatever. specific yeah. thing, but like I don't know. Yeah, well, the, the, so so because you told two, I can I can tell this other. Yeah, one. yeah, bits, um, bits which 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 is again I think about it in the same way. So this joke could be adapted to be at a certain culture or ethnicity, and it doesn't really matter. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to make up. I'm going to make up one. Um, let's say that there's this there's this country. Uh, 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 help me come up with a fictitious country name because I'm totally blanking. Uh, Capitalistan. Capitalistan. In Capitalistan, uh, when a young woman and and her uh, fiance get married, they have this tradition in Capitalistan. Yes. Is that what we said? Yes. In in where where the newly married couple um actually spends their wedding night spends their wedding night, uh. In the home, in in the bride's home, and then the following day, there's a big party, and more often than not, it's the mother-in-law who has to prepare all these dishes for the many people coming over. And so, as the young couple is upstairs consummating their marriage, there's the there's a the mother-in-law who's downstairs in the kitchen preparing things, preparing things. And on one such occasion, there in Capitalistan, uh, there's a wedding. And the young bride and her groom go upstairs, and Mama is down in the kitchen 
preparing these dishes. And so they go upstairs and there's like kind of a, some, some furniture shifting around. And suddenly here comes some, 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 some rapid uh, steps down the stairs. And it's the daughter and she says, Mama, you, you'll never believe what happened. She said, and Mama says, Daughter, what is it? Well, I was with my husband and we were getting ready to consummate our marriage. But he took his shirt off and his chest is so hairy. And Mama says, in Capitalistan, all of the men are hairy on their chest. Go back upstairs and perform your wifely duties. So the daughter very gingerly walks back up the stairs. A few minutes later, there's some more furniture kind of rustling around. And then here come the steps again, uh, racing down the staircase. Mama, daughter, what is it? I'm trying to prepare for tomorrow. Well, we were continuing and then my husband took off his pants and his legs are very hairy. <laughs> Daughter, how many times must I tell you, in Capitalistan, all of the men have hairy legs. Go back upstairs and perform your wifely duties. Daughter trudges back up the stairs. And then one more time, there's some rustling, rustling. And here come the running steps down the staircase again. Mama, mama, you'll never believe it. Daughter, what is it? My husband finally took off his, off his underwear. And his thing, mama, it's as big as my arm. <laughs> Daughter, take my apron. This is a job for mama. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Which I also think that, so, so that encapsulates that that shows pretty well the kind of jokes that I like. I really like the long detailed you like the jokes where. I really like the long, the long build up, and then just a little, just a quick punchline at the end, which as they should be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like man, I tell, because yeah, you you a person could tell that that very same joke in like twenty seconds, but I made that like three minutes. Yeah. I'm like setting up the whole thing. It's so those are the jokes that I like, right? It's this long big story, and we're getting to know these characters, and we're not quite sure where it's going to happen, and then just the, the that little punch at the end. Daughter, take my apron. This is a job for mama. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So no, th this is good. And 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 of course, as we continue, uh, as we talk about our various topics, feel feel free. If you remember a joke or remember something like that, just just pop on in and um, yeah, okay. And, uh, and we can we can do it. So so yes. Yeah, so, uh, one of the things, because of course, me being who I am, uh, our word comedy, the word comedy that we have, we can we can thank the Greeks for that. That's a that's a Greek word. Uh, and what it breaks down to etymologically is uh, comedy comes uh, from two Greek words that are kind of smushed together. One of them is komas, uh, which means like a like a revelry or a, or a carousing, people kind of partying, something like that. Uh, and then the last part, um, oide, is song. So it's essentially like the song of like merrymakers, the song of a revelry, the song of okay. uh, carousing. Uh, and here's just kind of a funny note as I was double checking all this stuff. Um, you have to make sure that comedy is spelled with just one M and not two. Okay. Because, because there's a similar sounding Greek word, comma, uh, with two, uh, moos with two M's. And that is actually like the opposite. That's when there's this kind of ritual, ritualistic, uh, grieving process 
oh. where you like beat your chest and apparently the beating when you like hit when you when you strike your chest with your fist though those those are called coma so you want comedy with one m so it's a happy merrymaking song as opposed to comedy with two m's where you're like singing and crying because you're yeah like you're like like you just lost somebody in your family yeah. like, like somebody important died so funny little funny little bit of etymology uh uh, uh info there right on. um so I, I i will indulge that part of me but i'll i i won't go into like the the comedians who wrote uh these plays so like Maybe for later, maybe at another time, because uh, because I don't want to turn this all into like <laughs> an hour and a half of ancient Greek stuff. So I've mentioned Aristophanes; he's he's my boy. Yes, he we'll is. definitely come back to him at another time. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna like wave at him and then have him continue on his merry way. Uh, there's uh, another famous Greek comedian, uh, Menander. He wrote uh, what are called quote unquote new comedies. Which are kind of like sitcoms or like romantic comedies, kind of. Okay. That's like kind of close. Um, and I'm not even going to go into like the the Roman comedians because there were two Roman playwrights, Plautus and Terence, and they wrote um, uh, some some comedies, which is also really funny. And I I don't think they were necessarily like uh, contemporaneous. I don't think they were the same time. Yeah. But. But because there's Plautus and Terence, that only makes me think of uh, Terence and Philip from, <laughs> yeah. from South Park. That's that's the first thing I thought when you said that. I was like, damn it, why could his name be Philip? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe if, because like Philip is also definitely a, a Greek name, but yeah. he's, he's goddamn Romans. Um, but yeah, so plus. I've been saying that since day one, man. Like, ugh. Yeah, I know. Uh, preaching to the choir. Preaching to the choir. <laughs> um, and I'm not even necessarily going to talk about like Shakespeare's comedies because, of course, Shakespeare's given us all sorts of uh, he he, had, he has the actual comedies that he wrote, and then even in some of his more serious plays, he has some comedic characters, right? Um, so so even though like I won't spend a whole lot of time of of, of all of those, like w- were you ever in a in a like a Shakespearean comedy or? Or uh, when he's no, 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 I was in no, or... no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. I, I, I just thought, I just thought I'd, but, but, but you were in like a, like a few other like stage comedies, right? It's like even if they weren't these old timey. Uh, no, yeah, like well, the only Shakespeare we did was Romeo and Juliet, which seems so cliche, but yeah, yeah, mm. no, no, I don't. Anyway. I honestly don't remember, Josh. That was 14 years ago. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Not 14. No, that, that... no, I'm trying to think now. It's like, shit, the last funny thing, and I'll probably cut this bit out, but the last funny thing I remember seeing there was like Witness. Yeah. Because they quit being funny. It had to be, I'm going to make everyone fucking cry so hard at this. Like, Yeah. Well, and all the like, um, yeah, and all the like, but this is a big, this is a big, important play with us with a social message but that's what it no, was yeah, there's they... a social message oh wow a social good lord eddie line you're doing me dirty already there was a social commentary message or it was a holiday show or it was how depressed mm-hmm. can we make our student directed shows like right that's and that's it yeah. they just yeah which i think that's also i that's something that i'm looking forward to the day when and not just and not just our little alma mater theater uh, department but yeah like when we get when we get really good comedies again that 
also we don't have to be like this is an, this is an important thing just like not just be funny just be funny it's okay to just it's okay to put on a play and have it just be fun do you, okay so really quick i don't want to sidebar us mm-hmm. way super hard yeah no no not okay, really. but do you think that comedy actually is a is a viable like theater thing, or do you think that no, like the French farce period is over, no one wants melodrama, make me cry, or sing your feelings at me? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I do know what you mean. I I think it is viable. I think it can come back, and, and I think part of it, part of what's getting in the way, some of those barriers, is also just kind of more broadly speaking. Um, yeah, there's I think a lot of times or more often um, there is like either the director or the producer or the like season selection panel or committee or whatever. It's like, no, we need to, there's so much going on in the world and we need to uh, address it. But if you're not careful with that, you're at best going to alienate half of your audience Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, they think, they think, the right way to butter toast is on the bottom side of the bread. Grab your coat. We're leaving. Um, versus, versus something like, no, just put on a silly dumb thing that doesn't have to have a big message. Like it, it, it doesn't have to be a very important play. Just, just get people, just get people in the theater. Get people buying tickets. Get, some, get them out and of the having house. a good time. And I'm not saying put right. on shit. I'm not saying put on shit. Like, right. I'm not exactly. saying go do a fucking night of improv. I'm saying like, mm, I don't yeah. know. You know, I well, and and the sort of like other two heads on this Cerberus thing is yeah. Number one, improv. I'm I'm over improv. I, I know it was like fresh and exciting and cool for us like 15, 20 years ago, but I'm so over improv. It is. It's it's just and 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 specifically because I and I don't know if it's like the over Judd appetowization of everything. We're just like, Oh, here's some people that will just kind of riff for hours and hours. And then we'll edit it into something funny. Yeah. That's what you and I do over that. Right. (laughs) Right. Listeners our rough cuts of these are four or five hours long. So what we leave in is just gold, you know? Yeah, we're, there's a lot. There's a lot that would be left on the cutting room floor if we were analog still. But um, <laughs> piles um, of but, film. But yeah, Recording yeah. T- versus yeah, but versus like to have like a, a a very tightly constructed comedic script and to rehearse your actors so that they're hitting all of those moments and getting their timing Im- impeccably. Like that, that, that is, that, that takes more work. That takes more work or just throw eight people on the stage and have them improv. Um, it, it, it's like, I don't want to say it's lazy because I know that that is also a skill in of itself, but I'm just so sick of it. I want to go back to like well-constructed, like clearly thought out jokes and situations. I, I, I want to go back to that instead of just uh someone give me an occupation like i'm just so over that i'm so over yeah. that and i guess sort of like and the, not to, the, not to the, derail it or like even to jump on hating improv i just i'm trying do you mm. remember going to a comedy play ever like not not a classic because i know it's different for you because you're like actually in this shit but like yeah when's the, what's the last comedy you saw that was like i guess you would call it modern comedy you know and not like 
a Moliere and not like a Fleeter ear yeah. and not like whatever out of France, but like yeah, I don't know. Like, What's the last David Sedaris play you saw? I guess. Yeah, well, and we so so we did, and, and also uh, I'm not I'm I'm not speaking ill. I'm not speaking ill of uh, the current theater department of which I am am a member. We did. Um, uh, a couple years back, because again, also in COVID world, like that slammed the brakes on a lot of our productions. Right. Um, but previously, we did this new play called uh, uh, Bonnets, and it, it has it's like Bonnets colon like how well-bred women are brought to murder or something like or induced to murder. It has this long oh look at how clever I am um, kind of subtitle uh, by Jen Silverman and. And yet, that's a comedy with comedy with a message. Mm-hmm. It's a comedy with commentary about what it means to be a woman in society. And like that's okay, but like it, it, it's sort of like you're you're getting at cross purposes here. Like it, it's it's really difficult to be funny and say something important, um, or or speak truth to power or yeah. whatever. Um, and then same for another one. The year before that, the year before that, we did uh, this 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 new kind of funny play called Michael von Siebenberg melts through the floorboards. Okay. Uh, by Greg Cottis, and um, uh, the idea behind this is it's a it's a five hundred year old uh, crusader guy, and like he and his kind of war band found the secret to mortality to not 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 the secret to mortality the secret to immortality. Um, fighting in the crusades and so they have to they're like still struggling to like live to live in a modern world and um greg greg Cottis is the same guy who did urine town one of the secrets to mortality is cannibalism you have to uh like you eat human flesh but it has to be prepared a certain way and then that's how that's how you live forever and like this is the and i think kind of to my point uh, this was the description that we have. So uh, contemporary sensibilities clash with medieval morality as a 500-year-old Austrian count tries to find his next meal among the educated, urban, single women around him in this dark comedy. It's just like, it can't just be funny. Like, that is a funny concept. That's mm-hmm. a funny concept in and of itself. But no, now we have to be about like, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a strong, independent woman who don't need no Austrian vampire gonna eat eat my flesh it's like just let the play be funny on itself just let the play be funny on itself but it doesn't matter if you're strong and independent it's a goddamn vampire it'll glam you and that's it you're done yeah well and yeah it's it's that's the whole point of true blood like (laughs) right exactly exactly we're gonna do a true True blood episode we're just gonna watch all of true blood i love true blood We could do, fucking Bill we could Compton can get it. I'm sorry, I'm done. I'm done Ooh. being gay for Bill Compton. Holy shit! Oh god, it's Alexander Skarsgård, don't get me fucking started, bud. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. So, so yes, like the political messages get, getting in the way. Yes, improv is overdone. We need to do something different. And then the last one is um, the the only other kind of quote unquote funny things are these like one one person shows that aren't quite uh, like a full stand-up routine because like stand-up is its own thing 
But then it's like, no, it's a it's a one woman play or it's a one man play. Mm-hmm. But then they're also just they're just not they're just not funny because like it. I think I think part of it too is you need that sort of like, um, like you need that dynamic between multiple performers, and yeah, you kind of get that with stand up between the 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 comedian and the audience, but yeah. like the comedy that I think works best is when there's all this silliness unfolding on the stage, and then we're watching again through the whole like fourth wall thing. Yeah. Um. So so those are my kind of like unholy trinity of why comedy sucks now but see why, I, I think that's interesting. like stage comedy yeah, yeah. I, I think that's interesting though because like you're saying with the one man show or whatever one one actor one whatever what do you call yeah, it yeah whatever it one is. meat puppet yeah. show that like <laughs> it's it's not stand-up but it, it essentially is a stand-up routine right but like but, when's the last time you saw like... pat and oswald like have a stand-up routine with an actual like set you yeah. know i mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, maybe well, theater and, shouldn't and, be funny. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I just like just ran in front of the gun and jumped over it and then threw it into a lake. But maybe theater. I don't yeah. know. Well, well, but but I also think what this is speaking to is like with any sort of task into defining genres. Like comedy is a hard genre to define. Like it's like does this count as comedy? Does this not? Is this stand up? Is this a, a one man play? A solo performance play it, and so it is i think that's also part of it and kind of like what they're saying too like uh with the whole like uh humor is subjective too because i'm sure what is comedy that definition changes from person to person um also so yeah 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 and i mean it but, is all completely subjective mm-hmm. right 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 and and that's okay that's okay we don't we don't we don't all have to find the same things funny. We can we can say like, oh, that is funny. No, that's not funny. But I respect your right to say it or whatever. Um, it's but... the difference of a laugh track on Married with Children versus the laugh track on Big Bang Theory. Yes. Big Bang Theory yes. laughs at shit that is not funny. It laughs at every exactly. It laughs at every line break. Versus Married with Children was a live audience that was reacting in real time to the situations. And sometimes the jokes just didn't quite land right. There was definitely mixed enthusiasm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also think that's that's a valid point too. Is, yeah, having that live audience, having that interaction... And I was reading something about uh, someone who who attended, who 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 was in the audience during one of those live re- re- recordings. Yeah, and uh, and and of course, like um, as as they're acting, like like they'd forget lines or or mistake would happen, and they would do the same take three or four times. Yeah, and this person and this person was writing that even though you know the punchline, multiple takes make it funnier. And even like you, you would sometimes even get a bigger reaction on like the third take or the fourth take precisely because like it was that anticipation. You're like, oh, I know where this is going. This is going to be really good. Um, so, so I think that's also interesting too. It's like yeah. it, it doesn't always have to be something new or novel um, or original that, that makes you funny or, or that makes something funny, which is why Carlos Mencia had such a long career. <laughs> Boom! Roasted. Got um, him. <laughs> Got him. My fun. My the only funny Mencia joke I ever saw was it was a comedy 
central special that he did, and he had these two huge statues behind him, and one of them was this big old black guy. And he mm-hmm. walks out on stage, you know, gives us like, oh, hey, what's up? And he walks up to the statue of the black guy and goes, Mr. Black Man, let me touch your penis. And he rubs his, like, shin. <laughs> and I thought that, I was, like, 15. And I was already over Carlos Mencia. I got really sick of, like, the catchphrase comedy. I get sick of Get Her Done. I got sick of dee dee dee. Here's your sign. I got sick of, like, 2005-ish comedy and stuff. But that, that one little bit of, let me touch your penis. And he rubs his shin. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, that's awesome oh that's so good <laughs> uh, all right well so so i do want to what i would like to to uh kind of go go to next is actually something that we'll we'll see if because because we we were talking about comedy being subjective mm-hmm. um and i'm curious to see if we will still find this thing funny because mark i have a copy of the world's oldest joke book oh, with me. Okay. And I wanna and I wanna take some time and, and, and go into that. So this is um this is this is this is a joke book and this is called the Philogelos, um, which translated from Greek, this is in Greek, uh, means something like the the laugh lover, the laughter lover. Sometimes people translate it as the Joker, which I think kind of makes sense too. But yeah, so this is so this is a collection of jokes. This is a this is a collection of jokes, uh, and we don't have an exact date on it, but it's sometime we think in like the fourth century CE, so like three hundred some three three hundred CE. Okay. Um, so about yeah, like seventeen hundred years ago. Um, and one of the reasons that we kind of have an idea about this is is one of the jokes gives an allusion to a historical event okay. um it, it uh, references the 1000th year anniversary of rome okay and so you so you just date that backwards be like oh, okay well then unless this uh, unless whoever wrote this joke could like see the future like oh, okay it, it it has to have occurred after after this time okay um and so there are two authors that are attributed or that this, that this book is attributed to. Um, it's uh, he here. Um, it's here. and Philagrius. Um, we don't know if those were actual dudes. We don't know if they came up with these themselves. We don't know if they kind of brothers grimmed it and just copied down jokes that they heard. Okay. Um, also kind of like Carlos. I was going to say, Mencia. so brothers Grimm, the OG Carlos Mencia's. Yeah, yeah, um, but I have, and, and so I have a copy here that is translated by one Dan Crompton. Um, so, so that's why I have this here, uh, and and yeah, this is um, there's two hundred sixty five, I think. There's two hundred sixty five jokes in the Laugh Lover, um, and they're on topics, and they're kind of broken up in, into topics, including ones um, that are idiots, misers. Smart asses, apprentices, cowards, fat people, drunks, <laughs> bad breath and farting, um, horny women, yeah. and misogynists. Okay. <laughs> and so and so they're all kind of they're all kind of on those topics. And um, uh, I also want to read just a few sentences here from from the intro that uh, Dan Crompton gives us. Uh, because when I eventually read some of these in a bit, I, I kind of went through and I picked, I think the best ones, but okay. even then sometimes these are also kind of like 
OG dad jokes, as we'll see in a bit. Um, but uh, Dan Compton writes, uh, their sense of humor, so the people who were alive during this, this book, uh, their sense of humor differs from how we joke today. The Greek language was very precise and taken very literally. So any play on words or deviation from logical common sense, the sort of scenario that would make us think, yes, how silly, had the Greeks rolling around in stitches. Absurd situations, foolishness, and confusions of identity form the basis of most of these jokes, alongside regional stereotypes in the outrageous stupidity of all foreigners. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and so, yeah, like these are also, these will sound very kind of dad joke-ish, um, but I think they're great. There's some, there's some real zingers in here. So, so yeah, maybe I'll, I'll just go through and, and read, yeah, lay it on. read a handful of these. And see. This is from the section on idiots. Okay. And, and the joke goes, two idiots are walking together when one of them has to drop back to take a leak. When he carries on walking, he finds his friend has written, catch up with me on the next milestone. No, he writes beneath it, you wait for me. Okay. Dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, they are. No, it they is. Are. It's kind of funny though. Like that's yeah. like that's like a here's... dumb blonde joke for Greeks. It's kind of good. It it is. No, a, a lot of these are. So here's here's another one uh, on idiots. An idiot sees a ship in the river that is so full of grain that it's riding low in the water. Goodness, he he remarks, if the river rises by even a tiny amount, that ship will sink. They're so dumb, but I love them. They're so dumb, but I love them. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. That's, okay, that one's really not bad. If it gets any higher, the ship will sink. Yeah. If the water rises up anymore, the ship will sink. Okay, here's here's one that, that that's also pretty short. And I found another website that actually has some of these in, in a Greek. Okay. So, 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 so just again, just for fun, because I want to flex on everybody. Um, this one's pretty short, and I'll read it in Greek, and then I'll read it in, in English. Philargras diathekas graphon hayautan kleronomon etaxin. And this goes, this is, a, this is about misers. This is about okay. misers. Did you hear the one about the miser who was writing his will? He appointed himself as the heir. Ha. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, funny. Miser's so miserly. Yeah. Uh, he writes himself the. <laughs> yeah no that's okay no that's cool i like that one okay 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 here we go here's here's one on uh one from the section on smart asses okay a smart ass sees a dumb professor trying to teach literature and suggests that he should teach the liar instead but i have no idea how to play the liar the professor protests the same goes for teaching literature says the smart ass <laughs> <laughs> i like that one yeah, they're good oh, that one's so really good. good that's a fucking that's a burn that's a good one i like that yeah, yeah 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 this one's also pretty good this is from the section on obstinate bastards so an obstinate one-eyed doctor asks a patient how he's doing i'm as you can see me the patient says oh replies the doctor in that case i'm sorry to say that half of you has died <laughs> All right, I'm peppering one in. Okay, do it. Do a, it up. A man walks into a psychiatrist's office covered only in saran wrap. The psychiatrist takes one look at him and says, Sir, 
Clearly, I can see your nuts. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like it. I like it. Here's uh, some some from the cowards. Okay. The jokes about cowards. One cowardly boxer writes on his forehead, fragile, contains vital organs. But his opponent keeps on striking him. Can't you read, yells the coward? How come you're still striking me? (laughs) What's the matter with you? Can't you read? Here's, Here's another one. Okay, okay. Two cowards are sleeping in the same bed. A thief comes in and steals the blanket from them. Go and catch him, says one to the other. Uh, don't worry, re- replies his friend. We'll get him when he comes back to steal our pillows. <laughs> I don't. I like that one. I don't. I don't hate that one. <laughs> Here's the last one for, for for cowards. Okay. A coward is owed one drachma by another coward. They bump into each other, and the first coward asks the second for his drachma. Reach out and take it from my pocket, he replies. Oh, don't worry, says the first coward. Let's just call it even. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, man. And, and again, it's like, it's so funny. Like, because we, like, think about how far, like, our knowledge and our understanding of, like, math. Yeah. Or astronomy and like we can like track we can track how that has grown through the ages and been like built upon and stuff like that same goddamn thing with these stupid jokes <laughs> it's like the dumbest thing i i've had some genuine laughs in some of these you you you've had some some genuine laughs and we can see like okay this is and you even said at the beginning like oh okay this is this is like a dumb blonde joke or whatever like yeah. it's the same it's the same kind of thing I thought that we would appreciate this one, um, both coming from like a theater acting background. Yes, this yes. is this is a fat person joke. Okay. This is a fat joke. A fat actor asks his director if he can eat breakfast before he goes on stage. When asked why, the actor replies, so that I'm not making a false oath when I read my line, I swear by Artemis that I had the most delightful breakfast. Because you can't swear a false oath yeah, in front yeah, of the gods. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> here, a fat guy spots a loaf of bread lying on top of a doorframe. Oh, gods, I beg you, he starts. Either make me taller or the door shorter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Here's, here's, a, here's a couple on drunks. A drunk is sitting in a bar when someone rushes up to him and says, Your wife is dead. The drunk leans over the bar and says, In that case, barman, I think you better pour me a drink. It's a Borat right there. Yeah, exactly. My wife is dead. High five. My wife is dead. High five. (laughs) Better pour me a drink. Pour me a drink. A drunk was being told off by a friend for having lost his senses because of the booze. Who's confused their senses, slurred the alcoholic. Me or you with your two heads? (laughs) fun it's fun but that one's dumb that one's pretty dumb that's pretty okay so here we go here is the uh bad breath and farting okay okay a guy with bad breath goes to see his doctor and says doctor doctor look how my tonsils have swollen and dropped as soon as he opens his mouth the doctor recoils 
The problem is not that your tonsils have, have dropped, he says, but that your ass has risen. <laughs> I don't know why it's so fucking funny, but that's hilarious. It is. It is. <coughs> oh, sorry. Here's, no, here, here's another one. A guy with bad breath is kissing his wife and whispers, Oh, my goddess, my Aphrodite. She turns away and says, Oh, my God. <laughs> a guy with bad breath is always looking up to the heavens and praying. Do me a favor, calls down Zeus, turning his face away. Pray to the gods in the underworld. <laughs> Never mind that, like, Zeus has made contact with this man and could just, like, you know, yeah. do fresh breath, zap him, but. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was a, oh, I thought I, I thought there was another farting one. Because I know we, we haven't really had any farting jokes yet. Maybe it's I'm, later It's on. not that I'm excited for fart jokes, but I have, it's, okay, so, like, you know that, like, I guess it's the Roman graffiti, and I don't think so much with Greek stuff. But there are mm-hmm. dicks everywhere yeah. in Roman graffiti. They're dirty. They're dirty. They're just yeah, everywhere. And... They're just covered in penises. But we now, 2021, we're still covered in penises. Like Yeah, it's every well so so Dicks I was are say hilarious. For... Like, yeah, so Yeah. No, I I was gonna say this for uh, for for a little later, but 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 no, this is this is perfect. So so not only are we able to sort of transcend time and cultures, going back to to the Romans, going back to these old Greeks, uh, but but yeah, like like humor is also, yeah, it 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 allows us to 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 cross cultural barriers, language barriers, and I want to tell the the, the story quickly. So yeah. so you and I, Mark, we 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 have this kind of shared shared, shared friend, uh, Evig. Mm-hmm. And uh, to the listeners, uh, uh, Evig, he's he's like six eight, uh, knocking on three hundred pounds, just this enormous uh, blonde, tall Germanic dude. Like 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 this guy needed to be a Viking in like the eight hundreds. And there was one summer, Evig was a little short on cash, and there in the San Luis Valley with all the potato fields, uh, he he. He got a job um, uh, kind of sorting potatoes because as they get harvested up, sometimes they get bruised. Sometimes they're kind of rotten and moldy. And so as they're going down the line, you're, you're, you're pulling out the bad spuds and then letting the good ones go through. Well, there's also, um, like in a lot of agricultural regions, there's a, there's a big migrant working population mm-hmm. a lot of times from Central America uh, and specifically in the San Luis Valley, uh, we often get a lot of Guatemalan families and workers. Mm-hmm. And nothing against them. I, I I don't say this as a knock, but like they're teeny tiny. Like they're maybe they, they, they maybe break five feet. Oh yeah, they're um, not a they're not a, a, they're a not lot a big of the people, native yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of the native uh uh residents of Guatemala or who, who are working. So they're t- so if that wasn't comedy enough, here's this like six and a half foot plus tall Germanic guy. This guy was and, like, huge. Like Evig was a damn was giant. Like yeah, yeah. And uh, and next to his coworkers who were from Guatemala and Mexico and teeny tiny. So like that's comedy in and of itself. Um, total language barrier. Um, 
Evig doesn't speak Spanish, and even a lot of the migrant workers they they speak their indigenous languages mm-hmm. like Canhobal or uh, uh, what's the other one that's Quiche, right? Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, and yet Evig would tell me this like it was kind of awkward, of course, first working, but all that awkwardness um, totally evaporated the first time that Evig found a potato that even slightly was phallic. And so like that, like, like dick jokes yeah. as like Evig is like, Hey, look at this potato I found and like just gesturing to it. And everybody busts up laughing. Cause clearly, <laughs> clearly this potato looks like a penis. It's like that transcends all time, all cultures, all language, like dick jokes are hilarious. And so, yeah, that's just it. That's just it. Um, <laughs> there was, there, there was one more here yeah. at, at, at least that I thought was really good. This is from the section on horny women and long-suffering husbands. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So um, a young man invites two lecherous old hags to his house and asks his housekeeper to serve them. Prepare a drink for one of them, he orders, and have sex with the, uh, with the other if she wants it. We don't drink, say the women in unison. Okay. And you 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 talk about the married with children. This is this is proto Al Bundy. Okay. A man is really sick and on his last legs. If anything should happen to you, his wife says, "I'll hang myself." The husband looks up at her and replies, "Do it while I'm still alive, darling." <laughs> Man, married people have fucking hated each other for 5,000 years, haven't they? <laughs> like, literally, as soon as marriage became, like, a human thing, yeah. we immediately began <laughs> hating each other. That's great. And so, and so yeah. And, and so, I, I I know that, that that segment may have gone on a little long, but this goddamn old joke book, like... And some of these things, clearly, that, that last one, some of these things still hold up. And it's like... <laughs> well, that one's great. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, um, there was another one. Oh, where was this? There was one about a fart joke, but I can't... I don't know if I can find it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so it's, it's not exactly a fart joke, but it's kind of... So this is from the section on Abderites, which is apparently a city-state in Thrace. Okay. Um. And, and and again, it's sort of like the equivalent of like making fun of whatever ethnic stereotype or whatever. Um, well, you make fun but, of you make fun of people that are different from you. Like that's that's what you do. Yeah, it's whatever. Exactly. Like big brain time, not not happening, not not happening right now. Everybody makes fun of everybody. Like that's yeah. We all make fun. Of, we all make fun of it. Exactly. Exactly. So so and and even that part isn't quite as as important to the joke, but I think it's pretty funny. Yeah. So um, did you hear about the Abderite? who was told that onions and cabbage cause wind. He took a sack of the vegetables out sailing with him on a calm day and hung them from the stern. (laughs) See, that's stupid. Okay. Yeah. Abderites or Polacks. Sorry, I'm saying it like that. that, that, That's the equivalent. That's the equivalent. Well, and then there's also, at at least in the Philogelas, there's also, um, there's, uh, uh, Sidonians have a section 
and Kameans have a section. So it is. It's like here's your here's your joke about this region. Here's your joke about this people from this region. On and on. And it is. It's like yeah, we we make fun of other people. That that's kind of how it works. And maybe sometimes you do some self de- some self deprecating humor. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So so there you go. The the Philogelos, um, the 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 laugh lover, the laughter lover, the Joker, oldest extant joke book, um, some seventeen hundred years old. That's that's also insane to me. Like with with everything else that people saved, and, and I guess it isn't. I guess it doesn't. I think I may be looking at it through like my lens today or whatever. But the mm. fact somebody took the time to you know to write this out we didn't you couldn't print this this isn't you going to borders and buying garfield at large like (laughs) this was a thing and somebody took time to like write it down somebody really was carlos mencia in this and taking every joke that they'd ever heard and writing it down but they Mm -hmm. were like just sharing versus trying to i'm sure they profited but i don't know uh, yeah well and 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 even after the end of the roman empire like like kept it and preserved it Kept it and preserved it, and, yeah, and and passed it on to whatever like uh, Christian monk and say like, hey, take this back to the monastery. Like, yeah, I know it's kind of it's not Christian or whatever, but like this is this is some solid material, and just like keep a copy of this. And then yeah, like throughout the years, here here we are, we have we have a copy of this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sometimes. or I guess on the other hand, as like. Um, as like Rome is burning, someone just like grabs an armful of uh, scrolls and papyri or whatever. It's like, go get out of here, get out, take take all the stuff. What is it? I don't know. Just just take it and go. <laughs> and so it's just an accident of history, maybe that we have that we have this with us. <laughs> I would rather have this than like the account of whatever the Battle of Lake Trasimene, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it does. Of course, it also kind of. Uh, makes me a little sad thinking about because because the only I mentioned Aristophanes at the beginning like he's the only old uh, comedy Greek playwright that we have full plays of and okay so just for context when you say old how old is old for context so okay yeah so old for context this would be this would be like 800 years before the Philogelos so like this is like 400 350 um bce jesus Christ. as opposed to three so so yeah like hasn't so, even been made up yet <laughs> right sorry right, right right fuck yeah well, well and because 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 we have three different greek tragedians Aesculosophocles, euripides yeah we have samplings of all of their plays not all of them we have samplings of all of their plays but the only uh greek comedy writer that we have a full play from from that kind of same time period is aristophanes and it kills me man it's like wouldn't it be cool wouldn't it be cool to just have someone else or something else to compare it with because it's always like oh well was aeschylus better than sophocles was aeschylus better than euripides i mean that's uh, aristophanes wrote a play about that um but but so far we just have him we we just have him from this time period and it kind of and so i also mentioned Menander, but he's a little bit later. So yeah. He's kind of in a different era. But yeah, like to have something by, um, uh, there's another comedian, uh, Eupolis. There's another comedian, um, Nicocares. And like we have fragments, we have little scraps of their plays, but nothing like a full play. And yeah, yeah it just makes me sad. Makes me sad. Man, it's crazy. Yeah. 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 But. Huh. 
<laughs> or they're all garbage. The, literally, or like, that's the other thing. Or there's yeah, like we some a- weird campaign, like in like Holy Roman Empire, like six twenty two A.D. They're like mm-hmm. reading through, like, dude, these are shit. Yeah, yeah put these, in some of them fart garbage. jokes. Right, write down that one about cabbage and onions. Oh, this is <laughs> it's like it, like the most like super woke cancel culture. Like, oh no no, they're they're talking about the insert that village in Thrace name here. Oh no no, they're they're hating on the Abdrites. Did you did you put did you allow a joke about Egypt in there? I I thought it was funny. <laughs> he was he was talking about his pyramid. It was fine. No. <laughs> You can't say Pharaoh. That's their word. Yeah. <laughs> we call him Rex. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Do you ever oh, notice God. how tombs in the first dynasty are like, ooh, I'm a tomb. But tombs in the third dynasty are like, I'm a pyramid. I'm all rigid and straight. <laughs> Take that shit out right now. <laughs> Cicero, I will beat the fuck out of you, buddy. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. There are pharaohs of the upper Nile there are pharaohs of the lower Nile. <laughs> and what's the deal with the lower Nile? I mean, come on. They have they have the one headdress that's taller, but that's for the lower Nile. Oh. <laughs> one snake, two snake. What are you doing? Why so many snakes? What is this? A snake cult? Ah! <laughs> oh, God. Because even back then, like... There was like Jerry Seinfeldus and yeah. yeah, only some people thought he was funny. Like that next day at the uh, at, at the at the water jug, they're just kind of standing there talking. Like, you did you catch a Seinfeldus last night? Yeah, I didn't think it was funny at all. You know what? You're a real asshole, Terry. Just yeah, you just gotta lighten up, man. Stop, stop, stop taking uh, working the floodplains so seriously, man. Just you know. We only live once until our souls are carried on a boat to the underworld. Um, so come on, man. Lighten up. What is up with that Kramerous guy? I just don't get it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the that's this old joke book, the Philogelos. And, um, uh, and I'm actually, I think I'm ready to move on to my uh, second option in my Wizards Chalice. Oh, here. excellent. Um, yeah, so this so this is also Great Lakes, um, and this is their crush-worthy uh, locale citrus wheat, ale with orange and lemon. Do you believe in love at first sip? With a lightly filtered body and a sweet kiss of orange, it's more than a crush. It's your new main squeeze. Because it's crush-worthy. Yeah. Crush-worthy. Yeah, and they, they so, market that good, beer for men, job. huh? Yeah, huh. I guess I guess so. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was a dick. <laughs> That's okay, man. It's it's comedy. I hate when Ooh, beers yeah. say they're crush worthy. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Number one. That, number I'm, one. Like <sighs> what? Like you're, you're crushing cans. Ooh, what a big fucking man. Do you put your fucking crush worthy yeah. IPA in a bottle? I I don't know. I, maybe I'm. I just I uh, between juicy and crush, I am so sick of beer. Like. Yeah. That's, um, it is, it's just trying to be, do too much. It's trying to be too much. Just let it, just let it, let it be its own thing. Just let it be its own thing. And, uh, I don't know if this is any better or worse or makes you feel any better or worse. Um, it's like, it's like very weak 
tea with lemon oh. in it. That's what this kind of tastes like. So See, no, that yeah, doesn't make me feel better. I want you to have good beer. Just once. Well, I want uh, both I'll... of us to come together as two wizards and both have like a really good beer experience. Yeah, and just be like that isn't an IPA. Damn it. Right. Right. Two wizards it's not, it's not an IPA. right now. Sweeping proclamation. Two wizards in May. We will not drink any IPAs and or anything that has the word pale and or ale in it. If it says Indian, exactly. fine, because maybe that could get weird. Yeah. yeah I want could, a chutney we porter. We could do something with that. <laughs> that would be, that would actually give be me a Vindaloo stout. I want both rocket <laughs> fart poops and to get shit housed. Yeah. And to get shit. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, and that's also well, and again, maybe, maybe I'm overthinking this, but in, in a way, you've also kind of given me a, a, another um, a transition into into my next topic okay. here, because the whole reason why um, uh, India pale ales became so popular is uh, when 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 Britain had colonized India and they were sending supplies, they needed a beer that had a certain level of alcohol content. Uh, to to stay preserved on on the long voyages, mm-hmm. and so that's that's what that's where India Pale Ales came from. It's a higher alcohol content, and doing all that, and it just so happens that the next person uh, that I want to talk about on this episode on, on comedy is is British. He's from he's from uh, England. So look at me being smart <laughs> and finding a way to, to tie that. Tie that in. Jolly good, buddy. but I'm Jolly also good. down for the. Um, May no IPA challenge. We can do that. The May no IPA challenge. I, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it'd be the main or the May no PA challenge. And I guess also oh, for the month of May, any listeners in Philadelphia, go fuck yourselves. You're out. You can't listen. <laughs> if I see one download to Phil- in Philadelphia, I'm coming up there with a crossbow. Which also, by the way, that, that does remind yeah. me. Have you seen the... Bill Burr 10 minute rant at the unruly Philadelphia audience. I have not. It's this was in, Oh, I want to say like, it was like 2008, 2000, like, like, like Bill Burr was pretty popular. He had, but he didn't hit like quite mainstream. And there was this big comedy festival in Philadelphia that um, had a whole bunch of, had a whole lineup, had a whole bunch of people. And just for whatever reason, like just the entire crowd kept, booing everybody they're just booing comedians off the stage mm-hmm. booing comedians off the stage and like bill's in the like green room like getting pissed because he's like you don't get to do that you don't just like we're here we're comedians we're, we're trying to give you guys a show and you're just booing us and so when it's time for his set he totally like throws out whatever he had and he goes on seriously like a 10 minute just screaming at these people and it's like ah philly go fuck yourself and your liberty bell and he just it's awesome. <laughs> and he just goes off. It's amazing. It's I, I think it's on YouTube. Yeah, um, there, there's a copy. It's not the best video. It's not the best audio. But do yourself a favor. I'll get the Go spirit the of the message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, but but, but, but. also this next person that, that that I want to talk about, he is in some ways considered the first stand-up comedian because we've talked about like. People the uh, who 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 write plays right. right, and there's some other types of things, but but he's considered one of the first, um, yeah, sort of like English language stand-up comedians, 
and his name is Samuel Foote, F-O-O-T-E. Great start. Great start all already, and it just gets better. Um, so so yeah he so so he 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 was also a dramatist he he wrote some plays he acted um and and, and he was a humorist and, and he was from cornwall um which is in like kind of the kind of the western part of um of uh, england there mm-hmm. and uh he lived from 1720 to 1777 so right up into the american revolution he got War. to hear about that shit that's cool yeah. yeah, yeah, that is that's that's pretty sweet. I am going to uh, give you some some biographical information, and I'm getting this from, and I just love the name of of this website. I'm I'm, I'm signing my source. I'm getting this from that's my cornwall.com. Um, <laughs> Jesus, all right. <laughs> so thank you, that's my cornwall.com, for giving me this biography, and then maybe later on I have um I have a uh, a, a scene. From one of his plays that maybe maybe we'll get to read a little bit, and I think it's okay. kind of funny. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, so yeah, Samuel Foot, uh, born into a family of lawyers, uh, and he went to Truro Grammar School and uh, uh, Worcester College, Oxford, and uh, in a family of lawyers, it was expected he would join that same profession, but he didn't really want to he kind of was getting tired of education and according to his biography um quote reckless spending excessive gambling and time spent at various debtors prisons plagued his early life Hmm. and an ill-fated marriage to a woman with a substantial dowry didn't last long when the money ran out uh samuel foot's next visit to jail landed him in london and, uh, and upon his release in which he began to frequent the stylish coffee houses of uh, Covent Garden. So this guy was just kind of bouncing around doing his own thing, getting in trouble with the law, getting into money trouble. Not unlike uh, literally then, every comedian I have ever heard about, except um, exactly. Daniel Tosh and Dane Cook, because they're both rich kids. But yeah, right, 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 right. And, and so and so it is. and so like he kind of like winds up in yeah the equivalent. So so like coffee houses during during this time, those were in a lot of ways, kind of like the nightclubs. That's where like people would get together and like talk about philosophy. They talk about political theory. They would do stuff. Like, and so he just like hang out around there and he started to um, uh, gain some notoriety and some fame uh, for being a mimic, for being an impersonator, for like uh, doing Im- impressions of people. And, uh, and it says, um, it goes on with a larger than life persona and a natural talent at impersonation, coupled with a quick wit, uh, Samuel Foote quickly made a name for himself as, quote, the funniest man in London, end quote, and the coffeehouse comic. Uh, and then it says he was to become the first ever stand-up comedian. If we're, again, we're kind of like being loose yeah, with, yeah, with yeah, some yeah. definitions there. And in the 1740s, he is really popular, and he's writing plays. He gets in with, uh, some, uh, with some people and a, and a theater manager. And he starts acting, and uh, specifically, he's working at um, uh, the the Haymarket Theater, which he also managed. He he managed it, and he'd act there. Um, and he started off kind of rough. He he wasn't being very financially successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then eventually, eventually, um, he got to he 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 got well known and popular, and so he so he wrote some plays. 
Um, and uh, there's, I was trying to track down where this was attributed or if it was just someone uh, making this up, but he was uh, sometimes called the, the English Aristophanes because okay. he would make fun of people. He's make fun of people. Uh, and so, and so, yeah, like 1740s is about when his like career starts in earnest and, he, and it's going pretty well, going pretty well. Uh, and then this is also only a bit of irony that in some ways just further cemented his legacy. So in 1766, uh, Foote had a terrible accident that was also the resulting cause of his most successful point in his career. Uh while visiting friends at the Duke of York's residence, he took a bet that he would be able to ride an untamed horse around the grounds. The horse bucked, flinging him off and breaking his leg to such a severity it had to be amputated above the knee. Oh, God. His biography goes on, Foot recovered remarkably well and went on to wear one of the first designs of a movable prosthetic leg. A comedian with one leg called foot <laughs> and so when life gives you the surname of foot and bucking bronco that ends up with a semi-major surgery what do you do with it you turn it into comedy gold <laughs> <laughs> and, and and so yeah apparently he was pretty good-natured about it he would do he'd do lots of i guess even maybe like an early form of prop comedy because because if he has this prosthesis um and is like kind of making fun of the fact that his last name is foot also um <laughs> but yeah there it is there it is hmm. right. uh and then uh, yeah and then and then uh so uh so yeah that was in that was in um 1766 so he would have been like 45 46 at, at the time um and then it was only like 11 10 or 11 years later was when he would pass away um oh. and some people even thought that maybe maybe he got a uh head injury from that same horse accident because apparently afterwards he got kind of mean-spirited and wasn't maybe quite the same jovial guy as before trying to become or Busey. who knows yeah and, and or maybe just from having an amputation before like modern medicine, maybe just his leg goddamn hurt. Also and he got grumpy about that. Also that too. Um, but what I thought would be kind of fun is I found one of his plays okay. and I found uh, parts of it. And, 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 and maybe we'll read a part. I kind of like with the Philogelos, um, we'll see if the humor lands we'll see if it keeps up um but here this is from a comedy that he wrote called uh the lame lover the lame lover okay uh comedy in three acts by samuel foot and uh and i think i was able to send you a copy there Mark. yeah i got it pulled up i'm ready to go okay cool so so we have two characters in the scene uh there's there's a sergeant who's kind of like an older lawyer and then there's jack who's this kind of apprentice uh, kind kind of guy, and they're preparing for a legal case. They're preparing for a legal case. Um, do you want to read one of these characters more than the other? They they both kind of have some good. I have some, some good. I have not pre read at all, so I am ready for whichever one you don't want to do. <laughs> That's okay. Well, so what if um, what if what if I take Sergeant okay. 
Yeah. And then you can be Jack, the kind of aspiring young lawyer. And 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 they both have 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 uh, pretty yeah, good bits. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. So so yes, here is here's an excerpt uh here, here's a scene from The Lame Lover, a comedy in three acts by Samuel Foote. But now, Jack, we come to the point. If an able advocate has had his choice in a case, which if he is in reputation, he may readily have, which side should he choose? The right or the wrong. A great lawyer's business is always to make the choice of the wrong. And prithee, why so? Because a good cause can speak for itself, whilst a bad one demands an able counselor to give it color. <laughs> oh, very well. But in what respects will this answer to the lawyer himself? In a twofold way. Firstly, his fees will be large in proportion to the dirty work he is, uh, he is to do. And secondly, his reputation will, will rise by obtaining the victory in a, in a desperate cause. Mm, right, boy. Are you ready in the case of the cow? Pretty well, I believe. Mm, give it, then. <clears throat> First of April, anno 1700 and blank, John A. Noakes was indicted by blank before blank in the county of blank for stealing a cow, contrapassum, etc., and against the statute in that case providing and made to prevent stealing of cattle. Go on. Said Noakes was convicted upon the said statute. What followed upon? Motion and arrest of judgment made by Counselor Puzzle. First, because the field from whence the cow was conveyed is laid in the indictment as round, but turned out as upon proof to be square. Mm, that's well, a valid objection. Secondly, because in said indictment, the color of the cow is called red, there being no such thing in the rerum natura as red cows, no more than black lions, spread eagles, flying griffins, and blue bo or blue boars. Mm, well put. Thirdly, said Noakes not offended against the form of the statute, because stealing of cattle is there provided against, whereas we are only convicted of stealing a cow. Now, Though cattle may be cows, yet it does by no mean follow that cows may be cattle. Bravo, bravo, bust me, you rogue. You are your father's own son. Go on and prosper. I am sorry, dear Jack, I must leave thee. If Providence but sends thee life and health, I prophesy, thou wilt wrest as much land from the owners and save as many thieves from the gallows as any practitioner since the days of King Alfred. I'll do my endeavor. <laughs> so there it is a little bit of uh 18th century british legal humor um because the guy was convicted of stealing a cow but the arrest warrant said he was convicted of stealing cattle mm. oh. <laughs> oh my god it's so dumb so, and 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 there's some other things too. I think there's um, when I was kind of speed reading the the play, there's a part where, of course, like someone hides under a woman's dress and, and she says like, oh my, and you know, yeah, so, something like that. But um, but yeah, Sam Samuel Foot. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any record of Aww. one of his like stand up routine. But but then again, like it it probably because this guy was an impersonator, he would give impersonations of people. 
So it would probably we would have be... zero context. Exactly, exactly. Which, which that that was like, because that was something that I was wanting to to get into is, you know, we were talking a minute ago about certain parts of comedy being universal and uh, and uh, reaching through culture and language barriers, and yet there are also some parts of comedy that they are like you you had to be there. You have to know who the person is. You have to know the situation about what this is, uh, about what the, what the joke is about. Right. And maybe this is just me because I like a challenge. Um, yeah. I think you can make even those things that are supposedly like we don't have the context or we don't know what like. I still think there are ways to make those funny. It, like it's okay. I don't know. I don't need to know who um, Lord Pemberington uh, in the House of Lords what he said at tea last Wednesday, like, but if that's in a script, I can, I can work with that. I can do some things to like yeah. pull out some, some kind of humor with that. What do you think? Like, like are, are there certain things that are just kind of bound to like the context or could, could, could anything, could anything be funny? So like, no. And yes. And no, mm-hmm. if time is a flat circle, we've said it before, we will say it again. Right. You're mm-hmm. going to have the same dumb shit. We've yeah. talked about blonde jokes. We've talked about like, fart jokes mm-hmm. we talked about dick jokes and those are like a weird through line but then mm-hmm. with what you're saying he was doing impersonations and stuff so this dude is essentially like proto saturday night live that's a great way to put it this, yeah yeah this yeah. dude is is um oh my god help me out josh elf. uh buddy the elf oh uh will ferrell thank you i wanted to say will chamberlain and i knew that was super wrong I mean, maybe he was baller at basketball, too. I, I don't know. Maybe. He ran the New York City Marathon, which I think is fucking impressive. Dang, really? That is yeah, impressive. Yeah, it was, I, like, not to sidebar too hard, but yeah, it was in, like, a way old muscle and fitness of mine. And it shows, awesome. like, fucking Will Ferrell's maybe pushing 160 pounds. Like, it's insane. Holy cow. Like, yeah, Will Ferrell is... runner's body is not a Will Ferrell I want to ever see. That's not the yeah. point. I'm sorry. No, this is Saturday Night Live. You have, like, your you have your actor doing their repertoire of impersonations. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, Danny Carvey can rock a solid George Bush. OG. Yeah. We're going to do that. We're going to, we're going to do that till it comes home. Uh, what mm-hmm. Daryl Hammond was Clinton, I think. Right. Yeah. Or something. Well, he was Clinton. And then, I, and then I thought he came back and did something and did somebody else too. He did. He did. I just, I can't remember. Like, yeah, I really but, didn't yeah. watch SNL. Like post whatever comedy central and E entertainment network would run. That was like, after 1990 yeah i likewise but, i have not but but i i i can say like this is will ferrell doing w you know mm-hmm. right so well, by and, the same token you got your boy foot he's mm-hmm. just doing insert like local idiot member of parliament but then right. even like way back when you got um i don't know any anybody it's just mm-hmm. it's well, either and, a dick joke or a racist joke Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. one about the Thracian, yeah, and it's maybe, maybe not racist lo- lo- politics of location joke. I don't, I don't know what you call that, but yeah. you, you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, and, and that's even I'm, 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 I'm still trying to resist the call to only talk about Aristophanes, but that's what he was doing too. Like he was making yeah. fun of Cleon, he was making fun of Pericles, and so, so yeah, like he, he was. So making I think fun the ideas yeah. are, a, are like a solid through line, and it will always mm-hmm. be the same dumb shit. Because humans yeah. are always going to do the same dumb shit no matter what. Literally, the joke about I will 
I I will die if you die. Maybe yeah. you can go first. Yeah. <laughs> Holy right. shit! That's a Rodney Dangerfield bit. That's a mm-hmm. uh, 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 who was it? Uh, take my wife. I'll I'll come to it. I'll come back to it. But oh like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and, I am shit and, for names because I wanted to say Lena Dunham and I was like, that's not right at all. I, I'm losing my fucking mind. Almost, yeah. It's almost certainly not 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 Lena Dunham. Um, but 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 <laughs> but yes. To to your point, even if we don't know the specific person that's being ridiculed or lampooned or whatever, we can recognize archetypes or like patterns or like, oh yeah, this it's so context. Like, you just yeah. take context. Mm-hmm. It's like it's Evig picking up a potato dick. Exactly. It's Evig picking up a dictator. Excuse me. <laughs> and Why that didn't I think of that? Why didn't funny. I think of that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It is. My it's favorite universe- thing to do at work. We're going to kick in a produce corner really quick. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing at work is sometimes we will, we will, okay, so we get 50 pound bales of carrots. And in mm-hmm. the, those are meant to be like the loose ones. You can just buy one or two if you don't want to buy a one pound bag or two pound bag right. or five pound mm-hmm. bag, whatever. It doesn't matter. Sometimes these are not the weird, like, straight carrot like a single shaft of a carrot these can be like two or three roots that didn't quite get to be a real carrot but god damn it if they don't make the best like dude standing you know spread leg with a dick hanging out in the entire world if they're they're perfect josh they're hilarious they're perfect i will save them and i will set them on the desk for my boss to come in and look at it like when he comes in at six and i used to do this when i would set the rack at 4 a.m all the time i would find these fucking dick carrots and just lose my shit laughing or like, even now, um, for whatever reason, parsnips are oddly vulgar. Oh yeah, parsnips, yeah, parsnips seem <laughs> parsnips have this deal, and I don't, I don't get how they will mm-hmm. split open to look like female sex organ. <laughs> like, I'm sure if I delve deeply enough in my phone, I could send you pictures of this. Oh, and yeah, same man. thing with the carrots. I will f- put every pussy snip up on the desk because yeah, every there fucking are... time it is hilarious. There are like, entire subreddits. Oh, there are entire Twitter handles. There are entire Instagram. Or yeah, it's just like produce that looks like dicks or produce that looks like. And I'm not being yeah. gross. I found no, an app. Okay, so you know how apples have that weird like fuzz mm-hmm. at the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. I found this apple that straight up had a weird like up and down cleft, and then like the weird apple outshoot, and it looked like a woman's undercarriage. <laughs> It had a furry butthole. It had a vagina. It had everything. I swear to God, it had like a clit, Josh. I took that and stuck it on the desk. And dude, I just laughed. And everyone laughed. And they're like, what is it? I was like, no, wait, flip it over. Look at the apple's asshole. And this apple had a fuzzy asshole. It is nothing. It, there's nothing funny about human anatomy at all. But holy shit. But human anatomy presented as an apple? Is hilarious. And I can tell you that right now, there was some dude in Greece just dicking around in an orchard, found the same type of fucking (laughs) apple, pulled it down. He's like, oh my God, Heraclitus, look at this. And Heraclitus (laughs) lost his shit laughing. Going back to Shakespeare, there's, um, there's the meddler fruit. Yeah. Like, like, and that even gets brought up in Romeo and Juliet. And yeah, like the thing about this meddler fruit is... Again, it looks like various external sex organs. Like that's and that's just the thing. Like and and we're children. Go yeah. to your local grocery store right now and pick up a yam. I guarantee you it is long, it is tubular, and it is all kinds of veiny. 
it's just just do it just enjoy your time man because well, god well and 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 oh meddler another... fruit is awful i looked oh god yeah. oh no yeah it just oh it... i found the album image for the oh no no oh that's a bad at blown out butthole josh oh shame it on is. you it but it's it's what well, and like like with a dictator and and again like in in a lot of these uh uh greek comedies the chorus maybe sometimes the like main characters but a lot of the times the chorus would have big droopy phalluses and like they would make jokes about that too there's there's one um well because that okay so not to get too far ahead of you mm-hmm. but context again so like little dicks was fine little dicks was acceptable yeah yeah, and that's why mm-hmm. like our recovered statues have small penises, right? Yeah, because like it's... that was respectable. Like you wouldn't mm-hmm. sculpt the image of Achilles with a big old swinging kidney cracker because that'd be disrespectful. But then on the other half of it, giant dicks again are hilarious. But it's also like, because what is the uh, the the satyr plays? They used to do the uh, yeah the procession of a phallus and stuff. Uh, leading up to the actual like multi day festival, there was a procession uh and i think it was even no the 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 proagon that was like that was like uh yeah that was like the night before uh where the playwrights would sort of like give give a preview about um what their plays were going to be but they have a different one what is it called it's like the pro uh, procession but yeah so so they would have a sort of um yeah like a statue of dionysus or even or maybe it wasn't even that maybe it was just like a big old fake dick that they would like kind of carry along um into the theater as like a part of that as, as a part of that um uh uh ritual yeah yeah okay hold on now i got now i gotta look this up here yeah, phallic phallic processions. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, here here you go. Yeah, the 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 phallic processions uh phallica as they were commonly known. Uh you were yeah, like everyone just has a big parade. And in fact in just big old dicks. Yeah, and in one of Aristophanes' comedies, uh the clouds or no wait. Is it the Arcar- the Acarnians? In the Acarnians, like that, that parade gets like reenacted on stage, and like hmm. the like guy whose uh, like house that's taken by, like he's like, okay, hold on, stop everything. We have to have this phallic procession. This is very serious, very important business, and everyone's like singing and dancing as this like yeah big old dong gets uh, uh, carted out. Then uh, in Japan, they have a similar mm-hmm. thing. Uh, yeah, they have the. Honensai, where yeah. it's like a little pagoda thing and just a big old swinging dick uh, coming out of it. Yeah. And like they, they do a little procession and everyone has, like everyone has um, uh, uh, penis lollipops and things. Yeah. And like, just like, yeah, this is what we do. We um, have a parade with a bunch of dicks and we just. In Yokar part 20, we're going to cover how giant Tanuki testicles really are. Right, exactly. Because they're Randy Marsh on the hippity hops. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> they are, it's a they through line. We just love dicks. We just we just love them. They're they're inescapable, and so you might as well you might as well learn to love them. 
Yo, man, I need a pee break. I'm sorry, Josh. Oh, yeah. No worries. Sorry. No worries. All right. that picked up yeah hell yeah dude we can keep that in we'll we, we can find a place for that at the end sorry no no i don't i be. ripped a belch at my door and my <laughs> desk is inside a closet with a bed sheet draped over it and That's it's awesome. still like a substantial like it's still a substantial sound file sorry 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 i'm no 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 i'm no, fucking awful <laughs> no not at all not at all <laughs> One of these days, this will be a respectable show. <laughs> we we're 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 getting we're getting so again, Mark. I I think you are uh, uh, fitting into this task, fit, fitting into this role of uh, being the wizard who doesn't really know what the other one's doing, and yet still predicts what that other person is going to do. Because <laughs> damn it, we're going to talk about some Japanese comedy stuff too, some funny Japanese. So. So 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 here we are, cause cause yeah, right. we that's that's our that's our niche, baby. That's our that's our playground. Ancient Greek yeah. stuff and Japanese stuff, and so it only makes sense. It only makes sense. Um, and so yeah, like I was I was trying to go a couple different directions. I was trying to do maybe some like um, Japanese stand up or because they they also have like a like a, a a different style of humor than we in like. Um, the United States or uh, whatever, but th- there was one that I'm more familiar with, and I think is is kind of fun. Um, and this is called Kyogen. So, so in uh, uh, traditional Japanese performing arts, there's there, there's like a couple kind of main styles. There's no, uh, which is masked theater, and it's very serious, and a lot a lot of the times has like supernatural stories. And then there's kabuki, which is really flashy and wild and kind of singing and dancing and acrobatics. And, and acrobatics. Uh, and then there's bunraku, which is kind of puppet puppet theater and is also pretty cool. And yet there's like a fourth kind of style or genre that, that kind of gets overlooked. And it's more closely associated with no. And it's this thing called kyogen. Um, and roughly translated, that means like uh, a wild speech or mad speech or wild words. And yeah, in the context of um, the, these very serious no plays, every once in a while, there's this short kind of funny play to, to kind of add a little comedic relief uh, to, to the very serious stories. And they're just short and goofy and kind of silly. Um, yeah. A lot of times they have animal characters. Um, a lot of times they are... And, and again, like we've been talking often about recognizable patterns and things like um, one of the more common tropes in uh, Kyogen is the master and his like foolish servant or servants. Sometimes there's two of them mm-hmm. and he, and he orders them to do something, but they're kind of lazy or, or, and then they think of a way to outwit the master and then like steal from him or eat his food or drink his sake. Um, and, uh, and 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 then he's like, oh, Mimsy, right? Like that whole Mimsy Coon, Mimsy Coon, ah, oh, gee, <laughs> Nathan Sama, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and so and so there are two. There's a there's a collection of them, uh, yeah. and there are two, and there are two that are really kind of near and dear to me. Um, 
the the first one is called uh, Bo Bo Shibari, which tr- translates to um, tied to a stick. Mm-hmm. And a uh, quick synopsis of that is there there's the master who has to go to town and run some errands, but he doesn't trust his two servants uh, while he's away because they keep drinking his sake. And so he finds a way to like, um, like he recruits one of the servants to tie up the second one to a stick. And as the first servant is laughing, then he himself is tied to a stick. And the master is like, okay, now that I've put you two in your place, I'm going to go into town and run my errands. And I know you won't be able to drink my sake. And yet the two crafty servants, they find a way that yes, their hands are tied so they can't um, dip the bowl and, and drink themselves but they can dip the bowl and like kind of uh, serve the other servant. And so they take turns uh, feeding each other. No, not feeding, but like serving each other uh, sake. And then they get drunk and sing and the master comes back and he, he yells at them. Oh, you servants. Um, and so, and so there's that one. That one's kind of What's fun. that play called? What's that called? It's called Bo Shibari. Um, okay. So like without getting, I don't want to overplay a hand here. Okay. But I'm going to lay down this set of Uno cards. Shibari, Shibari, whatever, however you want to say it, is that mm-hmm. is the uh, it's it's Japanese S and M, which I was also going to say. Okay, uh, cool, good, listeners. Good. I'm glad I'm not gross as fuck. Yeah, cool. No, no, no. So, listeners, if you think like, oh, that sounds really interesting, maybe I'll have to Google this and maybe find a video version of it. Um, yeah, just quick word of warning: don't do that at work, because also. Shibari, that's the like tying up part. Bow is stick. But yeah, Shibari is, is tying up. And yeah, it's like an SM bondage play uh, kind of thing. So just be forewarned. And if that's your thing, awesome. Good on you. I'm sex positive. Um, I like to think our listeners already knew about it and they're like, and they, oh, they're going to do like Shibari fan fiction. I'm fucking in. <laughs> Probably. So I guess for this whole bit, I'm gonna put on like low jazz saxophone. Yeah. While you yeah. tie while you tie me up because I'm a wizard and I'm tied up at the moment. <laughs> uh, so so yes. Also, just be forewarned that as you're doing your googling, just 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 keep that in mind. Um, but then this other one is also funny because it has a similar name and also returns similar Google image results. Um, <laughs> But this one is called Shibiri. So instead of Shibari, this the second uh, Kyogen play is Shibiri, which means something like pins and needles, which is effectively like when your foot falls asleep or your arm falls asleep and it starts to wake up and you feel that kind of like stinging sensation. Um, I guess that's what that is, is about. Or it's also sometimes uh, called the inherited cramp, the inherited cramp. And um, maybe maybe instead of me just kind of summarizing it briefly, I, I actually was able to find a script for this one. And so, again, Mark, if we, if we can put on our kind of acting hats and we yes. can read. We can read. And, and I know the, the copy of the text is, is a little kind of smushed together. So, listeners, if we stumble a bit, it's not the fact that we've been uh having beer all this time it's just that the the font is a little kind of smudged or whatever we're also um, like four beers deep listeners so and it up. could also and it could also be the beer but um so um 
in this copy, there's a whole bunch of like stage directions and stuff. We don't have to read all of those. They, they're very specific about step to this part of the uh, step to this part of the stage. Um, yeah, let's let's not black dynamite this. Let's just exact exactly. Yeah. Let's just, let's just kind of so yeah. Mark is going to read for the for the master of the household, and then I'm going to read for Taro Kaja, the uh, uh, servant, the wily servant trickster guy. And here is the inherited cramp translated by Don Kenny. So take it away. I am a resident of this neighborhood. I mean to call my servant, Taro Kaja, and give him a job to do. Taro Kaja, are you there? Here? There you are. At your service, sir. You came quickly. The matter I have called you here, called you here about is of no great import. Do you agree that these days there are a great number of supper parties? As you have so astutely observed, sir, they are being given with astounding frequency. Concerning which, did you know, I am having everyone over tomorrow. Indeed, I am quite aware of that, for which reason I have cleaned the entranceway and garden path. You have done well indeed. Well now, the provisions found around this place are not fit for serving guests. While I realize it is of great it is a great imposition. I order you to go to Sakai in Izumi and purchase some provisions. As you say, sir, but as there will most likely be things for me to do around the house, have Jiro Kaja go. No, no. I have other work for Jiro Kaja. You must go. If that is the case, I will go. Go quickly and hurry back. Hut, I have been burdened with a most bothersome task. It is Taro Kaja go there, Taro Kaja come here. Working at this rate, neither my body nor my bones will hold out much longer. I did agree to go this time, but this sort of thing tends to become habitual. I wonder how I can get out of going. Oh, I'll know what I'll do. I'll pretend I have an ailment to get out of going. Oh, ouch, ouch, oh, oh, ouch. What's this? That's Taro Kaja's voice. I hear. Here, Tarokaja, what happened? I have got a cramp. What a fuss you make over no more than a cramp. Here, here, I will cure it for you. And I guess I should read this bit. Yeah, uh, Reels down, yeah. mimes picking up a straw with right hand and tying in a knot, then takes with left hand. Yeah, they're they're super insane. So, listeners, uh, key key takeaway is that the master gets a little bit of straw and like jams it on uh, Taro Kaja's forehead. It should feel better now. This, uh, what what sir? Might this thing be? They say a bit of straw on the forehead will charm a cramp away. That is why I put it there. I am certain you will find it better now. No, that can never be. For you see. This cramp of mine is an inherited cramp from my parents. So you can apply a bale of straw or even two, but that will never make it go away. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> is there some reason for what you say? Indeed, there is a reason. To begin with, my parents had a great lot of children. The fields, the mountains, and the heirlooms were inherited by my older brothers, one after another. And me, being the youngest in the family, by the time it came to my turn, there was nothing left to inherit. So, that is the reason I inherited this cramp. Of all the things one could inherit, 
Yours is strange. Yours is a strange inheritance indeed. That it truly is. What is this? It seems as though Terukaja has decided to try to get out of going to Sakai in Azumi by pretending he has an ailment. I wonder how I can make him go. Oh, I know what I'll do. Here, here! What is this I hear? You say my uncle has received wine and provisions and is going to have a feast? He wants me to come and bring Taro Kaja too? Well, tell him I will come. But as Terakaja has a cramp, there is no way that he can go. Eh. Which I, means no. Yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> I say, I say, uh, what is that you say? My uncle has received wine and provisions and is going to have a feast. He says I am to come and bring you along too. But I sent word that you are at, but as I, but I sent word that as you have a cramp, there is no way that you can go. But I would be glad to go along. In the condition that you're in? How can you think of going? Uh, as I told you before, uh, as it is a cramp inherited from my parents, it has a gentle nature. So if I give it an <laughs> order, it will go away. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. No, it is. It's right there. It's that's not... fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> That is, <clears throat> that is good to know. Uh, have it go away quickly. As you say, sir. Listen up, Cramp. Listen well. Today there is going to be a supper party at my master's uncle's place, and I must go along. You may come back any other time you like, but for today you must go away. Hear me, Cramp. Hear me, Cramp. Ho! What was that? Uh, it was my cramp. Answering, it will go away. What an uncommon thing to get an answer from. It is as you say indeed. And is it better now? Uh, it seems quite a lot better. Then try to stand up. Uh, while I realize how rude it may seem, will you take my arm and help me up? With all of my heart. Stand up slowly. Stand up slowly. Slowly, slowly. Stand up slowly, stand up slowly. Slowly, slowly. You seem much better indeed. Mm, I am far better than I expected. Then try to move over there. Ha! Try to go back to where you were. Ha! Try to jump. As you say, sir. Ha! In the condition you are in now, you could go anywhere at all. I will go any place you like. If that is the case, the supper party at my uncle's place was a lie. Go to Sakai and Izumi and purchase some provisions. As soon as you mention Sakai and Izumi, again, my cramp. Oh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's good. So dumb. <laughs> You worthless rascal! Get out of my sight! And then, and then I think instead of the rest of the lines there, I could just do a Zoidberg. <laughs> yes. Which no, like this would totally be oh, like a man. like a Professor Farnsworth and Zoidberg kind of. That's the sort of that's the sort of uh, 
um, relationship that I see the master and uh, Taro Kaja having. But yeah, so there it is. A wonderful Professor little... Professor won't send me for supplies. I've got cramps. <laughs> <laughs> you damnable lobster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scuttling. I'm scuttling. <laughs> oh yeah. So 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 there it is. Uh, just I a, guess just I guess a... we already got to it. That's funny. I laughed. Like I laughed a couple times. Like yeah. And it even is. as it's a like... reading, like I was picking up the setup. I was picking up the context. But it's it's funny. It it holds up. Like if yeah. you want to go to YouTube, you Mark or you listeners, um, go to YouTube and you can look up another uh, version of this play actually acted out. Um, and in Japanese, and in Japanese with uh, English subtitles. Uh, but yeah, look up Shibiri, uh, S-H-I-B-I-R-I, um, and you can either type in Kyogen afterwards, K-Y-O-G-E-N, but this is specifically from um, the UC Santa Cruz International Playhouse Theater in 2005. And uh, yeah, there's, there, there, there's actually two versions. It looks like they have like alternate casts. Um, and they kind of trade off, but it is, it's a funny play. I would show this to my uh, high school students when we would have a little, uh, a section in the theater class on some of the traditional Japanese um, plays and they were laughing. And you know how like high schoolers are like, Oh, whatever. I'm not going to laugh at that. Cause I'm cool. Oh, but no, like even, dumb. yeah, yeah, exactly. But even they were like genuinely laughing about this very silly play. Cause again, it's like, it's, it's a, it's, it's a funny, yeah, it, it's funny. It's it's something we can recognize, even if it is in a different language, in a different culture. Because also, how many of those high school kids have like a part-time job where they're like, oh man, my boss told me to do this thing, but I don't want to do it, so I'm going to make up some, some bullshit. Um, and it's, it's relatable, dare I say. Dare I say it's relatable. No, yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> oh, you're too sick to throw a load. Hey, we're going to go get beers tonight. I can get a beer. Good. Throw a load. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So, so it's yeah. weird. All this shit holds up. And maybe, maybe, it maybe it's you and I. Maybe you and I are just like dumb nerds or something. And, and so, and like, could be. we could have be. to, like, self fulfill this prop- prophecy of, like, nah, it's, it's hilarious. But I don't know. At the same time, like, I'm not going to give it to your Greek joke book because most of those are pretty bad groaners. There's yeah, a couple. There, I loved really the onions and cabbage bit. That was fantastic. Like, <laughs> and, and it is. And so, yes, of course, like, because comedy is subjective, because humor is subjective, of course, like, certain trends or certain specifics will come and go. Um, but yeah, like the sort of general outlines, and even like what you were saying. But too, they're like, still talking shit about their politicians. Right, yeah. And, yeah, like, and, and Foot was talking about, like, he was famous for making fun of people like in his in his whatever you call that in his circle, I guess. Yeah, like, right. It's making fun of the people who sort of are above us politically, uh, punching up as you were. Uh, or uh, uh, you also talked about like the the Al Bundy joke, like husbands and wives always. That one is so funny. having it. <laughs> That's still so funny to me. Yeah, and and and, and so th- think about it. Like, okay, uh, jokes about the government, jokes about family, jokes about work. Uh, with, with that last example there from the from the Kyogen play, 
and, and that yeah. it, like those are still recognizable those are you could take you could take that play and you could show it in sub-saharan africa you could show it in south america you could show it in finland you could like like anywhere and like it's funny and it holds up it, it'll hold up it hold, we'll be laughing that's it it holds up it just it holds up it's great like yeah 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 and so and, and so yeah i think as we're kind of bringing bringing this episode to, to a close um <laughs> i'm also thinking about the 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 jokes that you and i kind of opened with and hopefully those will hold up for a little bit more or maybe the cancel culture mob will come for us and but like, what's weird is like everything we everything that you talked about hmm. there wasn't a gross dad i don't know <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I, is that I it? Is that is that the biggest dad joke that dads are just gross? It could be. It could, be. And, and also a lot like what I was saying at the beginning too. It's like finding finding that urge to be like, okay, I know I'm turning into that guy at either at work or I'm turning into that guy at family events where kind of like with our two two uncles episode way back when. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, it is. It's like. Not only is it man's struggle to survive and make sense of the universe and find his place in it, it's also man's struggle not to tell dirty jokes to his nieces and nephews. <laughs> it's man's man's struggle to clean it up a bit. I don't know. Which so so and and, and he maybe on that God's note, domain. Yeah. And so maybe on that note, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll say one of my favorite relatively like kind of, kind of benign jokes. Um, yeah, lay it on me. And we can, and, and, and maybe that'll be a nice way to, to sort of round up the, to round out the episode. A guy's car breaks down, uh, as, as he's driving across the country, he's, he's in an unfamiliar city, um, and it's raining and it's night. And so he has to like, kind of put his put his jacket up over his head and he's stumbling around and because it's late at night most businesses are closed except for a bar and he goes into the bar and his uh and his cell phone's dead too and so he asks the bartender like hey man i broke down outside of town is it okay if, if i use your phone to to call my friends and let them know what, what's going on and the bartender says like yeah man let me get you the the, the landline phone it's actually in the office in the back so so just sit tight so then the guy's sitting at the bar, and then strangely he hears this little voice say, Hey, that's a good haircut. He's, he's looking around, and like there's nobody else in, in the bar because it's a rainy, uh, uh, crappy night, and so everyone's at home. So he's the only one there. It's like, okay, that was weird. That was really weird. I don't know. Maybe I was driving too long. I didn't get enough sleep or whatever. So the bartender comes back with the, with the phone and says like, Hey, man, yeah, feel free to, to, to use it. Um, and... Uh, Hey, like, let me go tell the guys in the kitchen to, like, make you up a hamburger or something. Because we got a little kitchen in the back. Mm-hmm. And the driver's like, okay, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you. Bartender leaves again, goes goes to the back. And just as the guy is about to uh, turn on the phone and dial, he hears that same weird voice and says, That that jacket looks really good on you. Mm-hmm. And, this, and this guy's losing his mind. He's like, "What the, is this? Some like deliverance stuff? What's happening here? Am I gonna get like, 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 like beaten up? What is going on?" 
And so then the bartender comes back and he has a hamburger and he has a side of French fries. And the guy like slams the phone on the bar top. He's just like, okay, quit screwing with me, man. Like, is there like an, like an intercom or like a speaker? What's going on? And the bartender's like, whoa, buddy, easy, easy. Tell me what, 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 what's all this about? And he's like, look, every time you leave, I hear this little voice. And the little voice, it said first that I had a good haircut. Uh, and then you left again. And it said that this jacket looked good. So like, are you just messing with me or what? And then the bartender says, oh, no, man. Like, those are the bar peanuts. They're complimentary. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Podcast over, done. Two was a podcast you on Twitter. Two was a podcast, gmail.com. Marky Stardust, Twitter, whatever. No, I'm, no, no, I'm, no, no. God, that's so bad. Josh, shame on you. <laughs> Fine. You did one. I get to do one more, too. Okay. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, do it. This is a German knock-knock joke. Said mm-hmm. in English, because I can't speak German. Sure. So, knock-knock. Who's there? Peaches. Peaches who? Peaches have no intrinsic value, and there is no God. That is my favorite joke. That fuck, fuck, oh, your brother's got the car. Fuck, oh, today's not your day. No, peaches have no intrinsic value and there's no God. That is my favorite. That is my favorite joke. (laughs) Oh, God. That's too good. That's too good. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, no, that's... And and yeah, we just got it. We just got it. So, so... You already got us started, Mark. Listeners, tell us your jokes. What are what are some of your good jokes? How can they share those with us? What's your best joke? What's your least favorite joke? Are Helen yeah. Keller jokes funny? Are dead baby jokes funny? I asked people at work today what their favorite joke was because Josh asked me what my favorite joke was. And I didn't want to leave the podcast off with a kid getting molested. But I still did. But what are yours? Where are you at? What do you find humor in? Tell us you can do that by going to two wizards podcast at gmail.com, two wizards podcast one at Twitter, two wizards gmail.com. If you're super pissed off and want to just go to the fucking head of the snake and cut it off, you can do it by going to uh, Great Greek Buffalo on Instagram and or Marky Stardust on Twitter and 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 or Plaid Barbarian, which is Josh on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I that's me. I think that's all of them, right? That's all of our uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. we got them. I think we got them. So, thank you for joining us, everybody. Hope I hope that you, because I know usually in our episodes we're we're pretty funny guys anyway and have lots of laughs. But I hope that this one gave you even more, even more laughs. And go find a potato that looks like a dick. Show me your dictators. <laughs> I want dictator pics in my DMs, in my inbox. <laughs> In my cyber bullies. I want them all shown to me. Hell, I'll put them up on the two wizards Instagram. I find a dictator. You're going to see it first. Go follow us there. <laughs> Take care. He rolled upon his back. And after that, I killed them all. <laughs> I tried, I tried this week.